Episode 59 of the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Fountis, and with me is... Eric uh, Sanchez. Eric's a little crabby, grumpy today. A little bit. I'm going to try to keep it positive. To pep up, right. pep your step. Yeah. Today's show, we're talking about wrestling belts. I'm not really, really sure this show's going to go. I did like zero prep on this. It's all going to be yeah, off the Yeah, that's fine. You can probably work off mine. <laughs> so now I'll know, I know how, you'll know how like I feel all the time. When I'm talking, you do zero prep on shows. We also have extra special guest Ring Skirts to come on and tell us about belts and uh, his big collection of belts. There's different, the different types for, based on brands and things like that and the little details and the difference in all of them, which I'm super interested in. People might not be, but mm-hmm. if you're not following him on Ring Skirts, um, following him on Ring Skirts, following him on Twitter, make sure you are at Ring Skirts. You can follow us on Twitter at PPW Podcast. We've got a few new followers and listeners over the past couple of weeks. Really appreciate that. Uh, special thanks to Brandon Hova and to Carrie last week for being our special guest on Meeting Wrestlers. It was a long show, but it got a lot of great feedback, so I appreciate everyone listening and downloading and sharing and commenting and everything else in between. Also, if you want to support the show, head to whatamaneuver.net. Pick up the Positive Pro Wrestling t-shirt. There's also the I Never Complain Online shirt. Somebody buy those. Come on, buy them. We, get, we sold, like, I think, total, like, tw- 15 total shirts or something like that. Like five of them were mine. <laughs> <laughs> can, can you put up other designs, or is it just yeah? But it, it, it costs me money every time to put up a new design. Oh, okay. So let's sell these ones first, unless people want like a specific design. Maybe my face. Ah. Yeah. How do we do that? I don't know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, you could also subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, <laughs> Stitcher Radio, whatever else you got for. If you leave us a review on iTunes, I'd really appreciate that, especially if it's five stars or above. Like if you're Kenny Omega and you get seven stars, that'd be great. Yeah? Yep. All right. Uh, what was I going to say? Something about not belt-related before we started. This is what happened on Do Zero Show Prep, guys, but that's okay. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> no. Um, so we were just talking about before the show started about Raw last night and how Brie Bella kicked poor Liv Morgan in the face twice. And there's a couple things. Like I'm, see- I'm noticing a lot of different back and forth on it. A couple things. One... The, if a guy did that, like let's say Daniel Bryan kicked the Miz in the face, yeah, they're like, "Oh man, what an accident!" But that's hilarious because Miz got kicked. But since it was Brie Bella who gets a lot of, you know, slack as it is from from fans, and because it was Liv Morgan, everyone thinks it's really hot. It was kind of like, "Oh, she got she's getting like obliterated." Online. Yeah, I kind of feel a little bit bad for him. Like it was an accident. Take it easy. I think if she didn't have the botched suicide drive a couple weeks ago. <laughs> You know, it'd be tough. Yeah. And Nia Jax kind of went through the same thing a few months back when she botched a couple things. She, like, hurt Bailey, then she dropped Charlotte on her head. So mm-hmm. stuff happens. So ease up, guys. Poor Brie Bella getting picked on. Yeah. Uh, but maybe she should take it easy in the ring with the yes kicks. Maybe maybe not do the yes kicks anymore. Maybe just do some punches and right and splashes and drop kicks and stuff. she got a decent drop kick. Stick with that. Yeah, she does. Stick with that, Brie. A little clothesline, some working punches. Yeah. Brie mode from the top. Uh-huh. Drop kick from... You know, there's things that she does do well. That's true. Oh, and that, uh, you know, the knees against the ropes, those those go work pretty mm-hmm. well. People, I mean, I, I did see one thing. I, it was someone pointed out, like, oh, if this was a guy, you wouldn't be giving her crap. And I was like, well, when Seth Rollins kept hurting people, he was definitely getting crap oh, from for people. Sure. Like, Bret Hart even said he was unsafe. So yeah. I think fans are, like, concerned for wrestlers. I can't believe that Liv Morgan stayed out. You didn't see it, but she stayed out there for the match in the corner, went back in, took a suplex. I'm like, who authorized this? You should have kicked her out immediately. She was clearly out in her feet. But what she's are you gonna tough. Do? She is. I think she's going to get more fans now. Yeah. With I've always kind of liked her, even going back in NXT, um, when Oscar uh, was the champ. There wasn't really a lot of like great women wrestlers at that time because everybody got called up to Raw or SmackDown. Mm-hmm. So it was like Asuka 
against all like the scrubs kind yeah. of. So when Liv Morgan like kind of stepped up, she was still green, I guess. And I'm like, I kind of want Liv Morgan to do well. Yeah. And that match, I don't remember if it was, it's probably just like regular NXT show. Like she did pretty good. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, I kind of like her. Yeah. Like Liv Morgan. Yeah. What's all right? Let's get into today's show topic, and then we'll go off another subjects if it goes with it. <clears throat> really quick before we get into, let's do this. Let's have the interview first with Ring Skirts because I think a lot of people would like to hear that. So let's play that, and then we will talk about a lot of our favorite belts and a lot of our things. Because in the interview, I don't really get into my favorite stuff. I pretty much let Nate, who's Ring Skirts, take over. So here we go. Here's an interview with uh, Nate, aka Ring Skirts. Okay, guys, on the line we have our friend, and you know him as Ring Skirts. His real name's Nate, or Nathan, but I'm going to call him Ring Skirts because that's what everybody else knows him by. How you doing, man? Very good. How's it going, Steve? It's going good out here in Chicago. Uh, you're going to an indie wrestling show later, which is not what we're here to talk about. When I want to do this, this week's show subject, there's a couple of people I want to talk to. And you were at the top of the list because when it comes to wrestling belts... I would say you're one of the more uh, knowledgeable people in the sense that you have a lot of them, and you're like me, and you're an extremely nitpicky type person, so you're going to be able to tell me all the differences between the uh, replica belts over the years, and uh, the, of course the WWF, WWE, and the Figures Toy Company ones, and, and the ones that are out now in WWE Shop, and all the other stuff. Uh, we talked a little bit about it last time when you were on weeks and weeks and months ago, um, but before we get into all that... Give me, out of the belts that you personally own, your top three, the ones that you own. Okay, my top three that I own. Yes. Um, The top of the pile, it has to go with the uh, classic WWF winged eagle. I know a lot of people say that, but a lot of people say it for a reason. That is the one that I hold dearest to my heart Um, for sentimental reasons. I mean, it's the one that I grew up watching. So yeah. that makes a big, a big impact. That's what I was going to um, ask. Is it, I really it like, makes the biggest impact? Is it the and like because like like you said, everyone loves the winged eagle belt. And sorry to cut you off, but do you think that's because we're all around the same age group and it was that was the belt for us growing up? Do you think that has something to do with it, or is it the fact that it looks so damn good? Well, for what I know, I I, I can't say because clearly we all have biases, <laughs> sure. and that must make us so biased. You know, yeah. if we grew up with that, that that's going to make us biased towards it. Um, the only way we would really know is to ask people that didn't grow up with that one. And I do see a lot of people give love who are love to that belt who are much younger. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I think it's just a great design. Now, a little bit of both, though. This is this. I don't know if this was you when they first switched this one over in 1998, the day after WrestleMania 14, to the first version of what will become what's called the Attitude Era belt. My friends and I were, like, legit mm-hmm. mad. We're like, why would you do that? That belt's terrible. Now I've grown to love the Attitude Era belt. <laughs> like, what was your thoughts with that first half? And do you remember what you were thinking, like, when they switched the belts over? I It was definitely noticeable. Um, and it was it was a shock because, for me, when I grew up watching wrestling, the Winged Eagle was the only belt that I'd ever seen. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time that the belt was changed. So um, it was a shock. I wasn't as angry because I thought the second design was it was close enough, you sure. know. It had a lot of the the same spirit as the winged eagle. There was an eagle on it. Um, it still had that classic WWF logo. So a lot of similarities. I was accepting of it. Okay. Now back to your other your other top two of the three we got left for the ones that you own. <clears throat> um. Okay. Let me take a look. If we're looking at the ones that I own. Okay. Um. I get. I guess the next one I would go to. I like the Intercontinental belt from that era too. I mean, I love that design. I think it's it's classic, it's clean, it's not super super ornate, but it doesn't get much better than that to me. And it's that's like a an, one in one a. Another belt where this one I did not forgive them for switching from that one absolutely to, to the oval one. Do you own the oval one? I do own the oval one, um, and the only reason that I do was because I was trying to complete that attitude set, mm-hmm. and I got it for a very, very good price. <laughs> and do you have the oval with the block logo or the attitude or the scratch logo? The scratch attitude. Okay. The scratch attitude with the F. Yes. Okay. So, what's your other one? What's your after the IC belt? 
Uh, after the IC belt, I'm going to go with the uh, the big gold belt. The World Heavyweight the Ric Flair, title. Ric Flair, WCW, NWA. Yeah, the World Heavyweight title. That one to me I like, but at the same time, the only reason I don't like it is it was compared to like the, both like the Winged Eagle belts, the IC belt. Unless you get up close to it, it's just a big block of gold, whereas the other belts have a lot of detail in them. Sure, sure. I can see that. Um, there, There's an awful lot of detail on the belt if you get up close to it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, just the fact, the story behind it, um, the places that it's been, the fact that it was in the NWA, it was in WCW, it was briefly in the WWF. Um, it came into WWE as well. With the story behind uh, the it. The years like- that it's had on television. With the story behind it, like, what do you know about, like, the history of that? Because I'm somewhat familiar with it. I don't know if people listening are completely familiar with how that belt kind of came to be in the story and how it ended up in the WWF back in 91, that is. Well, I'm not sure. I don't know exactly all of the backstory, the Mm -hmm. origins of it. I have heard that it was made by, like, not a traditional wrestling belt maker, but a, like, rodeo belt buckle maker, I think. That's where the original design came from. Mm -hmm. But I just love the story of how Ric Flair had a deposit on the belt. He left for the WWF. They wouldn't give him his deposit, so he took the belt with him. Mm -hmm. I love the idea that the belt showed up on WWF TV, which was shocking at the time. I love the idea that when he took the belt, WCW had to, like, quickly come up with a belt for their pay-per-view. Yes. they just took one of Dusty Rhodes' old belts from Florida and glued on a couple of plates that said World Championship Wrestling or something like that on it, and it looked awful. <laughs> yeah, for those who haven't seen it, the Great American Bash 91 show is the one where it's awarded in the main event. Now, the show itself was – I love bad wrestling, but it's just this is just not a fun, bad wrestling show to get through until the end when there's the close-up of that horrible belt they made. So definitely check that out on the network. And that's the thing. If you knew that you had that flaw, why would you put close-ups on the thing? I don't know. It, it was, would have been very easy to hide. It was 91 WCW. There wasn't a lot of stuff to talk about or, or good decisions, I should say. So I also like to add on to the story. There's a couple more uh, things with it. When WCW and WWF got in a lawsuit over the belt and it led to some sort of a precedent in the court books that a wrestling championship belt represented their company and was part of their intellectual property. So when WWF didn't have that belt anymore, they still had Ric Flair in this story as the real world's champion. And they gave him what basically looked like one of the tag belts to wear that they video distorted. Um, and then after that, when WCW replaced their belt, they ended up having a belt made that's very similar to the winged eagle belt that the WWF used. Yeah, and that's the uh, one that Ron Simmons won, and I believe uh, Lex Luger had briefly, and Sting had briefly, and even Flair had it until they switched back to the big gold belt. Yeah, that was Vader's, too. Vader had that one. Yes, yes, it was. And uh, when I was at StarCast a couple weeks ago, I actually got to hold the actual ring-used belt uh, with Lex Luger, and it was pretty beat up because there's multiple versions of it, but it was pretty cool to hold Mm -hmm. The uh, I don't know if you've ever held an actual like, ring-used belt, but the plate thickness is just so much bigger than your rep, even like your right. four-millimeter le- replica belts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're very heavy. Now, speaking of, of belt makers, uh, you have a lot of the old WWF logo belts, not WWE, um, because like me, you're you're pretty nitpicky on that type of stuff, and it is kind of a big deal. Which version do you have, like the figure, Wicked Cool Toys, or is it Figures Toy Company that made those? Who made those original replica belts that you can buy, the ones that you own? Um, Figures Toy Company made them. And those were just and a then, catalog, like Wrestling Superstore? How did you acquire a lot of these? Um, yeah, a lot of them I got through Wrestling Superstore, but also later on um, there was a period of time where um, I think – WWE licensed Figures Toy Company to do them, mm-hmm. and then WWE dropped Figures Toy Company, and they released them themselves. So you could also get them through uh, WWE's website. Was there even any, the ones with the F logo? Was there any differences between the two of them? I know that they did have the F logo for a while, even them, even when they were WWE. Uh, was, yeah, is they, that is that kind of the current ones we're seeing now? Um, 
I'm not. I'm not following your question. So, so the the there was. I'm sorry for confusion. So the the, the figures toy company made them, and then yeah. WWE shop started selling them. Was there right. a difference between the figures toy company once selling the wrestling superstore or the WWE shop, or were they just all figures toy company making them? It was just who was able to sell them. I I think they were the same yeah. as far as I know. Um, but there there was a there was a time when WWE ended the relationship with figures toy company. Mm -hmm. But I think the belts came from the same factory sure now with yeah. the, with the belts that you have currently because you do have some of the current product belts you have the wwe's logo belt and then the, mm -hmm. the we call it the network logo belt how do you compare i guess the quality of those compared to the ones you had from back in you know i guess it's almost 20 years now 15 years now with those those other other versions of the belt that you bought from before yeah the the current replicas they have i think are much better quality okay I mean, the plates are the plates are a lot thicker you get the belt because it's thicker they feel heavier mm -hmm. um the strap on them is much better than those original straps from 2001 now are they like the only problem i have with the current straps and at least on some of them, they're really stiff uh is that was that a problem with the older ones too the older ones were even more stiff. Oh my goodness! <laughs> That's good like to know. the very original ones from two thousand one. They they ended up fading kind of gray, and they feel almost like like hard rubber. That's interesting that you point that out because you know if someone wanted to go back and let's say I want the winged eagle belt, I don't want a bootleg version of the WWF one. I don't want someone to make it for me. I want to buy an authentic one. Now their options currently are the WWE shop one, which has the E logo. Or going and finding an old figures toy one for quality wise. I mean, what would you pick? Let, you know, let's assume that the you're not that worried about the the WWE or WWF logo for quality wise. Is it that much better to get the current product one? Um, yeah, you got figure plates on the on the current product one. Mm -hmm. So if you're not concerned about the logo, I would go there. Okay. But either way, by the time that they made the the replica of the winged eagle. They had improved the straps at that time. Okay, okay. Now, also, you, you actually just posted this on Twitter recently, and I guess this could be a tip for people because I'm kind of curious. So the belts that you buy now, one of the downfalls is they do lie pretty flat, and you have yours curved. Like, what's your trick to make yours look cur more curved where the main center plate's curved? Um, well, you actually take it, put some elbow grease, and strap it over your knee and press on it. And give it a curve. Um, <laughs> I was hoping it was more, more like uh, technologically advanced, but I do like that version. <laughs> it's not that technical. Uh, I would look on different belt groups and things like that back in the day, and I saw people having curves on their belts, and I'm like, oh, my God, that makes it look so much better. And I remember chatting with a guy, and he's like, oh, there's nothing to it. You just take the plate off, take the screws off in the back, bend it over your knee. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm going to ruin my belt. It's too expensive to take a chance on that. And then I tried it, and I love it. Okay. You can't do it on all the belts. You can only do it on the, the thinner belts that originally came out. Okay. You're not going to be able to do it on a thicker belt. Okay, that's good to know. That's good to know, too. Uh, with the, Another thing I noticed, and like I, I'm sh sure you probably do it from time to time, too, is I'll watch like unboxing videos of people buying belts on WWE Shop and giving their reviews of it. With the, with the straps being kind of stiff, What's interesting, I don't know if you know this, but the current belt you could buy of the Intercontinental title, the yellow-strapped one that the Warrior wore, that strap is very – most people have opened up. It's very, like, loose and, and almost floppy-type feel. So have any of the belts you've bought been less stiff than others, or are they all pretty much the same? Because I thought that it was interesting that this particular one was kind of floppy and loose. Um. I don't have any alternate colored straps, mm -hmm. so it might be something about the, the color process. Yeah. Um, I do have some that aren't official release belts that have a softer leather. Mm -hmm. um, I do have one of the older deluxe replicas that came with a leather strap, and that one's a lot floppier. And I have a belt that I bought used that came super floppy that I think somebody did one of the Mm -hmm. many quote belt tricks that they do to soften the straps yeah we we talked about that our, our first time on the show there's there's the shaving cream trick which is kind of silly for people who don't know it's when you take your entire plates apart rub the leather and shaving cream it's supposed to make it and then wipe it off it's supposed to make it softer and works on my face 
<laughs> I guess we're not putting aftershave on these things either. Um, with your other, you mentioned some belts that weren't official releases. Because you have other belts besides the WWE ones, obviously. You have the NWA one. You have some AWA ones. Out of your non-WWE, WWF release belts, which ones are your favorite? Oh, I think the favorite one that I have that's non-WWE is the big AWA that they call it the Inmate belt. Mm-hmm. I just, I mean, that was probably, if I go back in the history of discovering wrestling, before I even watched wrestling on TV, I had an old AWA tape that was my brother's, and that was the big, gigantic belt that I first saw. So that's my favorite non-WWE replica. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, in, it's like that was the first belt you saw, and that's kind of uh, interesting because I recently, I posted on Twitter, and I, you saw too, I, I acquired the old uh, mail-away slash live event belt which was the yes and uh i'm going to tell the story about how i acquired that in this week's show but that one was the first belt like i owned as a kid i'm gonna tell that story me me acquiring it now was like a guy in a facebook group was selling it so it's not that interesting but uh when i first got as a kid it was really interesting i'll tell that story in this week's show later with eric but that's the thing like when you first see one and we back to our point earlier of that was the belt we grew up with the winged eagle even though this foam world heavyweight championship belt wasn't the one I grew up with, it's not really even anything. It's kind of a replica of the Hogan 86 belt. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it just holds a special place in my heart. And my wife's like, why'd you get this? I'm like, I'll explain later. You don't understand. You don't have anything replicas as a kid or anything sentimental <laughs> as a kid. She that, doesn't understand. That was the first one I had as a kid, too. <laughs> Did it bother you that they, they didn't release a, a winged eagle one? Honestly, I I didn't notice it as a kid. I didn't care. <laughs> it bugged the hell out um, of me, and now I, I, love I it. knew it. I knew it looked different, but it, it didn't. It didn't phase me as a kid. No. Yeah. Now, now I love it. Um, what about uh, some? I guess for places for tips on people that are looking to buy a non-licensed WWE belt. Now I'm talking about bootlegs. I'm talking about ones that people sell in the secondary market. Besides, like, eBay or anything, are you finding it luck anywhere, like, on message boards or even, like, flea markets or anything like that? There's a number of Facebook groups. I can't think of the names of them, but if yeah. you look on Facebook, there's a number of Facebook groups. And um, to be honest, I've only done one deal on there. I didn't have a problem. Okay. But most of the non-WWE ones that I have, I either got from a website called AJ's Belts, mm-hmm. which deals with WWE replicas, and they have, well, they used to have the NWA replicas as well, which were officially released by uh, Premier Belts. Um, but they have they have some different things that pop up in trades in their used belt section from time to time. But honestly, eBay's where I've gotten most of mine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's me too. And I and when I'm when I'm looking for stuff, um, but that's pretty much the place to go. And you mentioned AJ's belts. I, I recently kind of discovered that. Have you purchased anything from AJ's belts? Oh yeah, yeah. I've purchased a number of belts from them over the years. So what have you gotten? Because they're a little different in the sense that they kind of will make it for you type of thing. They have like the molds and the plates, and they'll make it for you. Was that what you did, or would you get? Would you just buy something straight up from them? Oh, that's not my understanding. I mean, that may be true, but that's not my understanding of it. My understanding is I know they make straps, or they have someone that makes straps. Right. That that's what I meant. Sorry to clarify. They they like because I was looking at getting a colored strap for one of my belts, and they were like, "Well, if you send your plate, if you send your plate, then we'll do it." Yeah, yeah. So they make replacement straps, but they sell. I mean, they sell all the WWE replicas that are available now. Mm -hmm. I've gotten from there. I got my pair of classic WF tag team belts from there when they were still available. Um, my NWA world, my NWA tags. What you mentioned the, the, the couple belts that you have now that are unavailable. What would you say is your most valuable belt? One, let's do a two part question. One, what's your most sentimental, valuable belt to you? And what do you think is the belt that you, that you own as the most doubt? Like if you had to sell it, like you're going to get the most money for it. Okay. So they're very close value wise. Um, the one that I think has the most like monetary value mm-hmm. is the, excuse me, the AWA championship, not the, not the inmate one, but the one that was released by WWE. So it was the design before the inmate. Um, actually they used it afterwards too. It's the one that Kurt Henning had. It's the one that, mm-hmm. uh, Jerry Lawler had. 
So that one that I got, I happened to get it used through a deal, but it's the deluxe version. So it's got the thicker plates and the real leather strap. And since it's not made any longer, it's mm-hmm. one of the more valuable ones I own. What is that? Was that your sentimental value one as well? No, no. My sentimental value one is also pretty valuable. That's the million dollar bill. Okay. So how so did you, you acquire this one? So that that was a gift. Um, one year for Christmas, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, something like that. I My mom asked me what I wanted for Christmas. So I gave her a list of a number of things. And I threw that on there just as like, uh, oh, what the hell? I'll put it on there and see what happens. Uh-huh. And it was a rough year for me. I had some some health problems and things that uh, between my health problems and some school problems, I had a lot going on mm-hmm. and I opened that up at Christmas day and I was like shocked. I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and in addition, it's also, uh, I got married a year ago and we did what they call first look photos. I'm not yeah. sure if you're yeah. familiar with that. No, that's my wife and I did too. Yes. Okay, so we're we're around the corner of this place where we got married, and I turned the corner, and my wife is wearing the million dollar belt. Well, she I, had how did how commandeered it for my collection? Yeah, how did she sneak steal without you noticing it? <laughs> you were out of the house that day. Well, it, it was I, I was out of the house because the girls stayed in our house for the wedding, and we were in another town where we got married. Uh-huh. I stayed there with the guys, so <laughs> they had a free reign of the place. And they, they assured me, they said, we have a plan to take care of it. It will be immediately placed in the car afterwards. I was going to say, but, like, you were like shocked, like, wait a minute, where's the belt? Where's the bag for this thing? <laughs> <laughs> I had a half second of fear and then instantly tears. I was like, oh, my God, that's awesome. That's great because it was such a special moment when you first got it and then another huge moment in your life, obviously, you got it too. So if you guys ever decide to have a family, guess what's coming to the delivery room? <laughs> <laughs> Is the million dollar belt? That's fantastic. That's probably my. It's also the easiest belt to clean, so it'll be good for the delivery room. That's awesome. I mean, with that one, I was—I have never actually seen one in person. Um, I take that back. There was a guy cosplaying WrestleMania a few years ago that had one, but the straps on that aren't straps. It's all metal, right? Like it's just the the, the belt portion of it's all metal. Yeah, right? it's those metal dollar signs, and that's one of the things that's kind of like really neat about it mm-hmm. is. Where the belt attaches, it's it's one size, and it's actually like a piece of jewelry. It's like two clasps that kind of click together. That's great. That's fantastic. And that's that's a belt that I think, I mean, you say it's the second monetary. For me, it'd be number one. If I was looking to go grab, grab a belt, that'd be one of the ones I would want. Even the old Jack's Classic million-dollar belts are going for a decent amount of money. I know. And they, they went for a decent amount of money. About 10 years ago, I remember selling one loose. I think I sold it for about 60, 70 bucks. I couldn't believe it. That's crazy. Like those old like toy belts now, like they're just starting to become, I mean, like that one is a little bit of an exception, but they're becoming a little more valuable. Like my buddy um, gave me a, a big old bin of, of wrestling things. You want these? I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll look at it. And they're like most old loose jacks and stuff. I'm like, I'll, yeah, I'll take a look. So I brought the bin home and I opened it, and at the very bottom was the foam smoking skull WWF belt. And I was like, oh my God, this mm-hmm. is fantastic. And I'm looking, I'm like, I wonder how much this is going for. Loose, it's like 60, 70 bucks. Is what it's ridiculous. Asking. It is, you know. And But I remember at the time, it was really hard to find as a kid, at least out here in Chicago, it was tough to find that smoking skull belt. They had lots of uh, oval IC foam belts, but not a lot of smoking skull ones. <laughs> Imagine that. We'll, we'll wrap up with, with a couple questions. One, with the current belts, one, what's your opinion of the new design and how would you, like, everyone hated the spinner for so long. And I think after a while, people will kind of get nostalgic for the spinner belt. But what do you think about the new belts? But they're all you know, symmetric. They're all just basically one logo, meaning the world title and the women's titles. Do you, would you wish they were a little all different or what do you think? Yeah. Let, let me address the spinner thing. Sure. Just briefly. Oh, yeah. um, I don't have the eight for the spinner that everybody else has, but. I do think it looks ridiculous on anybody that's not John Cena. You know, uh-huh. I thought it fit John Cena. It made sense with his character when he first had it, but for it to go on after that was a little ridiculous. Um, as far as the current design, I like it better than the spinner, but yeah, I don't like the idea that 
both women's and both men's titles are pretty much the exact same. The only reason I'm a little okay with it is because, I don't know if you're an MMA fan or whatever, but all the UFC belts, whether you're the 115-pound champ or the heavyweight champ, they're the same belt, and that's to make it seem like everything's equal. And I kind of like that a little bit where the SmackDown title's no better than the Raw title and the women's belts are just as equal to the men's. That's the only thing I kind of like about it. But I do wish there's a little more variety than, hey, this one's blue and this one's red or, or whatever. It is. Yeah. So that's the only thing yeah. that's a little bit of a nitpick. And I, w- I wish they put a little more, I don't know, a little more thought, a little more ornamentation, a little more decoration. Mm-hmm. It's just the company logo and that's it. Yeah. I mean, we- the belt should be more than the logo. They do have the side plates, which is one of my only awesome features about the bells. Like when you're the champ, you're getting the new side plates, which I think is cool. It's like the old nameplate. That... I do like what they've done with the, the European Championship. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, the UK Championship. That one's a good one. So, so although it's, yeah, the UK. Sorry, yeah. although it's the same, the same size and shape. Um, there's a lot more going on there. It's kind of pretty. Awesome, man. Well, guys. Make sure you're following Nate on Twitter at Ringskirts. Uh, every once in a while, he'll do a giveaway, but pretty much all the time, he's got photos of his belt collection, uh, random other stuff he's got in his Wrestle Cave figures. He recently made a, a old SmackDown replica set with his figures. You can check that out. It looks like I saw on Twitter you're about to take down your WrestleMania Four set. Is that true? Um. Yeah, I'm not ready to do it yet, but it's on my list of things to do. <laughs> Don't worry, he's still posting pictures of his replica Trump Plaza WrestleMania 4 set, complete with walk downstairs and banners and stuff. So make sure you're following him at Ring Skirts. And anything else you want before we wrap up? No, that's all. Thanks for having me on. Of course, Ben. It's always good talking to you, and I'm sure we'll talk soon. Okay, thanks, Steve. Thanks, Nate, for coming on, and make sure you're following him on Twitter at Ringskirts for all of his photos. He does all his figure poses, and he's also posting stuff from his wrestle cave, all the belts, things like that. All right. With wrestling belts, let's Mm -hmm. start with, I guess, your all-time favorite belt. Just one? Yeah, pick one. You've got, like, let's say you've got unlimited money, or like WWE calls you. Yeah. Says, hey, you get to get one of an official in ring belts from any era. It's the real one, no cost to you. If Vince called me, it would be the winged eagle. Okay, the WWF winged yeah. eagle. So Nate said that too, and and we were trying to decide, you know, it's, it's impossible to know because we're in, we're in it. Is that because we grew up with that being our main belt, or is it because it looks so awesome? I think it's a little bit of both because the design they went with after the winged eagle was a little like The attitude era belt? Plain. The yeah. attitude era belt, look at that thing. It's got a lot of stuff on it. The attitude air belt's not plain. It's up on the wall there. That is it, not plain. It, it doesn't stand out too much to me. I mean, it still has the eagle in it, right? Yeah. But it's just like a big circle. There's a lot of detail. Like, it's it's not, doesn't stand out, the detail, unless you're looking at it up close. So the detail is only there if you're looking at it. Good to know. Okay, guys. So if you want no, I'm detail- saying it up close because from here it just looks like a big circle, like a big you know, gold I'm, circle. I'm giving you crap, but obviously the Wing Digger belt <laughs> is probably my favorite one too. And that mm-hmm. and that's because that's the one I grew up with, you know? Yeah. Uh, so let's, let's take that one out of the equation. I think all of us who grew up around that time, who grew up in the 80s and 90s, you know, that this was our belt. Like what's in, what, let's take the Wing Eagle out of it. What's another? Like, what's your other belt? They says you can't have the wing. You can't have the winging eagle, pal. Well, my number two is going to be the uh, classic intercontinental title. Okay. What color strap? Black, white, yellow. Black. Okay. And the one Ricky Steamboat had with the red icy logo, or the one from like the nineties? Probably the one from the nineties. Okay. Because with that one, it's like for me, Randy Savage, Bret Hart, perfect, HBK, Dolph, Miz. Mm-hmm. With the new, yeah, I'm a big fan of that one too. And when Cody Rhodes brought it back, I think we talked about that one of our like random awesome moment shows, like how much we loved it. Mm -hmm. And it just from the oval icy belt, which I hated from the Attitude Era. Yeah, but when they brought it back, I'm like, oh, it feels like a legit belt again, and it still Mm -hmm. does, you know. And I love the white strap. The white strap's my favorite type. I love the Michaels made it a white strap. I like it now with the white strap. To me, that's my favorite one for sure. Is is the white strap IC title block logo WWF belt? Right. That's gonna besides the Winged Eagle one, that's the one I'm gonna take, and that's kind of like a glory day ones. What about 
because this is we didn't really talk about it too much with Nate. We did a little bit because he's got so many different eras of belts. Mm-hmm. What about a belt non WWE? Because we were pretty much WWE WWF big. Yeah, fans. I've got a list. I mean, it includes a lot of different other titles. So, like one of the titles I really liked, and I think it was because of the fact that it was a TV title. It was defended on television every time, every week. Mm-hmm. It was Arn Anderson just made it for me the WCW television title. Okay, to me that looked a little plain, but I get it. I think that I, I get why you think it's cool. Well, because it was defended every week on like. WWF, there wasn't a lot of title matches on the shows every week. No, it was just like, there definitely you know, was stars against squash guys. Right. And WCW was a little bit more competition that, mm-hmm. I, that I enjoyed. I didn't really know who they were, but I kind of got to know them. But I liked it. Yeah, for WCW era, I'd say my favorite's going to be the big gold belt mm-hmm. or the U.S. title. I like the U.S. title, too. And I also didn't mind the WCW title that, like, Ron Simmons had. Yeah, you know? those are all on my list. I've got 13 titles that I that I would like to have. Yeah, so you said you would like to have. Yeah, but I'm not going to buy them because right. that's a lot of money. Yeah, it is. Uh, but th- those are the WCW ones are interesting because, like, ones that I hated, like, I hated the tag belts. I didn't like. I did, that's not on my list. I didn't like the, <laughs> I, I didn't like the cruiserweight belt from no. WCW. Uh-uh. But those are ones, and even WWE. The only one, the only WWE tag titles I liked were like the classic ones, like the oh, yeah. LOD those all had. made my list. The tag titles, mm-hmm. the Winged Eagle, Intercontinental. Um, although I do have the current NXT, like I like that uh, North American title. Yes, it just has like that old school look to it with the maroon strap. Yeah, that's pretty cool. What about the the NXT World Title now, which is the big logo? I think that one kind of looks like the UFC belt a little bit. Mm, yeah, I don't have it on my. Not list. a fan. No. Okay, what is one from the current, let's say, main roster? So it's kind of tough because the main roster belts all look the same. The Universal, yeah. there's the World Heavyweight, women's titles. It's just the colors are different. What I do think, you think if about you take that? those titles and put them up against other companies' titles, like obviously they're WWE titles. Sure. Right. Right? You think so. <laughs> so right now I love the Ring of Honor world title, and I like the Lucha Underground title. Okay. What do you like about those? Because I haven't really even seen the Lucha Underground. Yeah, I got a bunch of pictures, so it's hard to describe them. Sure. Maybe I'll put them up on Twitter when we get back. Um, Let me look up the Lucha Underground while you're talking about it. Yeah, that's one real cool. It's like the Aztec calendar. And you've got Aztec tattoos. I do. So I really like that. Um, And the champions have kind of made this for me. What's the old phrase? The champion makes the title or the title makes the champ, whatever it is. Um, but with the Lucha Underground, I remember Pentagon Dark a couple of years ago. Same guy as Pentagon Zero, Pentagon L O M, whatever. Mm-hmm. Just Pentagon or Pentagon Junior. <laughs> but Pentagon Dark really made that for me, and Prince Puma really okay, made that ricochet. Exciting. Yeah, Johnny Mundo too. But I was more into the Pentagon and Prince Puma guys. Mm-hmm. And the Ring of Honor, the the reason that stands out to me is because I got into it when. Um, Jay Briscoe was the champion from the Briscoe Brothers. Yeah. And then later on, Adam Cole and Jay Lethal. So I really like that title, too. Just the way it looks. It looks like a legit championship title to me. Mm-hmm. Not like a big R <laughs> <laughs> for Ring of Honor. Yeah, like the big WWE logo. Yeah. What about these old uh, ECW belts? Yeah, I got a couple on there, Okay, too. which ones from there did you like? So what I liked from ECW was the world, just because it looks so, like, Back then, it was just raw and gritty. And the barbed just, wire. It just looked like, what about like a tough title? What to about have. Taz's FTW belt, FT World? Belt. That was cool, but I still like the the world. This the is like ECW. a side thing. What did you think of Taz when you were a kid? Did you like him? I did like him. Okay. Here's the thing. Also, when w, I was reading a magazine, how there was going to be an ECW signing from for WWF, WWE, that it was going to be one of their main stars. I didn't know it was going to be Taz. My whole thinking was, it's got to be Sabu. It's got to be Sabu. Sabu's this. Sabu's that. And then when Taz came out, I was a little let down, but I still liked Taz, but I would have preferred to see Sabu come in. Yeah. The the Was this the invasion, I guess, during Raw in like 95, 96? Yeah. Sort of thing? Okay. Yeah, yeah that, that little era. I was just confused at who they were because at the time, like, ECW was in syndication and, like, it was weird time frames. So I didn't know who these guys were. I kind of figured it out later. Yeah. But I didn't really know who they were. So that was kind of weird. Well, I'm a little bit older, so I was reading magazines and, like, the. I, um, I could have read that. Pro Wrestling Illustrated, where yeah. they did, like, the top tens of each. Uh, the each, territory? Yeah, each yeah. area. So I'm like, okay, so then I 
ECW, I'm reading, I'm like, I know Bam Bam Bigelow, I know Shane Douglas is Dean Douglas, I mm-hmm. know this guy from that guy, but then all the other names, you know, I'm kind of looking into them, and if I would see that name later in the magazine, I would read about it or see what it looked like, just because, you know, you're interested. That's kind of, you mentioned the magazine thing, too, and, like, I didn't have this happen as much as you did, like you've talked about in the show before, when, like, a guy would come to WWE or WWF, you would be like, oh, I know, like, Mankind's Cactus Jack, right? Yeah, you know, like, right. Like, I barely, that, that pretty much never happened for me. It's like when Razor Ramon came, I didn't know he was the Diamond Stud, and, Doug, yeah. and I didn't know Diesel was Oz or Vinny Vegas or anything right. like that. So it, it must have been really cool to, like, feel like an insider. Like, ooh, I know this guy, especially when there's no internet. You know, you were the yeah. guy. One thing I did love doing with those old wrestling magazines was they would have house show results in them. And, like, I would, like, oh, right. yeah, yeah. study them. Like, oh, man, look at this card. Like, Shawn Michaels Undertaker. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. Like, like, how come we can't see that on TV? <laughs> there was a uh, old, there's a website that has house show results mm-hmm. from, like, every WWE show. Yeah. WWF show over the years. And I found, like, my one. I'll look it up here in a second while you're talking about belts. About It was one of the first ones I went to when it was in 96, 97. My sister's ex-boyfriend took me to the show because he's like he knew i liked wrestling i think he kind of liked it or whatever but yeah. maybe he's trying to win brownie points with my sister and my parents but either way like it was an awesome like look at it like, either way thanks bud right <laughs> uh, but what's another belt that you would say is not one i would say how about a belt that you think is not like super you already mentioned lucha one what's like a non-common favorite belt that you think you have on your on your list of belts you have over there well we kind of touched on all of them because i have 13 um I like the one that we mentioned, or you mentioned, the Ron Simmons and Vader match, that that WCW world title. Right. So I really like that one. Uh, some of like the old NWA ones I didn't really get into because I wasn't you know, really much of a fan mm-hmm. back then. But I like that uh, that original title because to me that was like Vader, Rick Rude, Sting, Ron Simmons, like that little era when I started watching WCW. Mm-hmm. And then they went to the big gold, but I think there was a difference between the international world and then the other world, and then they kind of combined them together. At some point, Ric Flair had that, I believe. He did. That, that's when he beat Vader for it. Yeah. And eventually, the, the, big, the big gold belt came back. But yes, he beat Vader for it. All right, so here we go. So this is 97. It's got to be Jan- or December 97 is where I went. Hold on a second here. Keep talking. I'm looking at the pool. <laughs> so I mentioned the TV title. ECW had a TV title, too. Mm-hmm. But the only person I really remember with that was uh, um, Rob Van Dam. Yes, I remember that. And I remember Rob Van Dam was, like, the first guy I thought was really cool. Yeah. And looking back, like, yeah, he was too. he was cool, but, like, not as cool as I remember. I mean, like, the, he's the best. He does somersaults and, and barrel rolls and all that stuff. And you're right. He was the TV champ as far as I was concerned. Like, he was the guy. So he was the only guy I knew that was the TV champ because if I did catch a uh, ECW show, which I didn't really watch a lot because it was just I didn't know what time it was on and sometimes I would catch it and I'd try to catch it the next week and maybe it changed. I don't know. But he was just always on TV, so I kind of like that aspect of it too. Um, and then the U.S. title in WCW I really like because uh, like Stunning Steve Austin mm-hmm. was the U.S. champ, so I really liked him. There's another guy. Like, I didn't know who Austin was. I didn't know the ringmaster. Did you know when he came over he was Stunning Steve? Yeah. Okay. Because I knew him when he was with Pillman and the Hollywood Blondes and then him as Stunning Steve. But he was the U.S. champ at least over a year at least. Yeah, and then Duggan beat him in like three seconds at a (laughs) (laughs) pay-per-view. Poor Hacksaw. Uh, Really quick here. So I found the house show results. So this was one. And this is like completely off topic, but it's cool. So this was... Uh, Rosemont Horizon, now the All-State Arena, December 26, 1997, a 16,620 sellout crowd. What? Eric's going. What are you going? I gotta go All right. Well, I, well, I'll pause then. I want you to hear these house show results. Oh, okay. okay. I'm glad you're, you're back now. The house show result, again, Rosemont Horizon, December 26, 97, 16,620, a sellout crowd. First match, Change, 8-Ball, and Skull defeated Sabio, Vega, Miguel, and Jose when Chain's been Jose with a DDT. So the opening match was the DOA versus Los Bariquas. Mm-hmm. Mark Merrill beat Scott Taylor with a TKO. Is that Sky Juhati? I think so. Okay. Henry and Phineas Godwin defeated the Headbangers in a country whooping match. <laughs> After the bout, the brawl ensued involving the Godwins, Bariquas, Headbangers, and DOA. Ken Shamrock pin. European champion Triple H in a non-title match. Boo! The Undertaker defeated world champion Shawn Michaels via DQ when Triple H interfered and hit the challenger with a chair. 
During the bout, a fan threw a soda at Michaels, with Michaels then getting <laughs> on the mic saying he wasn't wrestling until the fan was ejected, which then he was after the bout. And then after the bout, Taker dropped Triple H with a chokeslam and dropped Michaels with a tombstone. During intermission, immediately following the bout, Michaels and Triple H cut at a promo in which they insulted the fans. Michaels called for a female to have sex with him. Uh, he went on to mock a male fan who called him a uh, homophobic slur over the mic. I remember that. Uh because I remember before uh, there was a DQ, Undertaker, this was for the title, mm-hmm. it was a house show, so Undertaker hit like a tombstone, but the ref was down. Another ref came and counted to three in the place, like, oh my God, there's a new champ, like, blew up, right? Yeah. And then the other ref woke up and said, he waved it off, said no, and he DQ'd Triple H, because Triple H is the one that hit him, so it's a big tease. Uh, then what's after that? We come back from the intermission, uh, Road Dog and Billy Gunn defeated Blackjack, and Wyndham and Blackjack Bradshaw. Uh, the artist formerly known as Gold Dust pinned Flash Funk. Kane beat Vader, and the main event, Steve Austin and Dude Love, defeated The Rock and D'Lo Brown, who was subbing in Farouk in a Falls Count Anywhere match when Austin pinned Rocky with a stunner. And then prior to the match, Farouk took himself out to put in D'Lo. So that was a pretty star-filled show I had there. With a, yeah, not, you're not too right many fillers. beginning of the Attitude Era. Yep, not not too many fillers. I like that a lot. Yeah. I mean, Austin's main eventing, you know, even though he's not the champ. He's he's going to be up through there. He's, he's I'm going to have to look up what show. I only went to one. I know it was a Raw, and I went with the girl that I started dating in 99, so it was either the she end of brought 99. the girl, like, hey, baby, let's go to wrestling. She no, she liked it. Sure she did. No, she did. Sure she did. She did, because <laughs> <laughs> that's what we would talk about. And then uh, probably maybe in 2000, I got a probably look more into that i remember i saw triple h china mm-hmm. um kane was there because i had you know pictures from like an old camera yeah you know, actual pictures <laughs> like a disposable or would you have like a film developed camera film well i mean disposable would be film too um i don't remember all right well hopefully you can find those pictures and share them on twitter yeah that's another thing guys well, i'm glad more people are doing it but everybody share your share all your wrestling junk let's see it tweet it yeah. out tag everybody in it let's share them and retweet that's what we got to do better job of is they were crappy pictures now that so I'm what of it. Yeah. so what i remember at the house show i went to this must have been the next year in 98 because the main event cactus jack was involved and Mm-hmm. We were, our seats were like right on the aisle where the entrance guys came out, so I had like a perfect seat. Yeah. So I took like an awesome picture of Cactus Jack raising the, the trash can at us, and it was a, would have been an awesome photo to still have. I wonder where it is. Somewhere. Maybe. I'll find it. All right. I'll I can go. picture what like photo album book it's in. I just don't know where that book's at. Go, I'll go. look for it today. All right. You find it. For back to wrestling belts, mm-hmm. uh, so one of the ones you've got a list of ones you want to own. So here's the ones I would want to own that I don't already. I want to own the blue Ultimate Warrior title because I just think it looks really cool and gorgeous. Like the light blue? Yes. Okay. The I would like someone to make me a lavender purple one that he had. That he wore it Rumble '91. Yeah. Like they don't officially sell one, so it'd have to be a custom. That'd be pretty awesome. I would love to have the white icy title block logo. The big gold belt, be a big fan of that, but not not the WWE version, the one that mm-hmm. says World Heavyweight, not the WWE logo on the yeah. top. And another great one that's out there, I think it's kind of underrated, I'd say, would be the NXT uh, women's title, the first one. Okay, yeah, I like that one too. It was really small, but like so many huge stars held it, you know, Charlotte and Sasha Banks and Paige and Bailey, and I think Asuka... When she won it, did they, right after that, I believe they changed yeah. it over to the other title. So she, yeah. so like, those are like huge stars that held that belt. And I think that was really cool. Right. The NXT original belt, the giant X, was just goofy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was just goofy. I like, <clears throat> but I still, I like that it was different. It's just it's not a good different. You know. Yeah. Um, what about for you? What about the? We, we talked a little bit about this prior to recording. A guy like associate, like who do you associate with like the IC belt? or the world title, or the WWE belt? Like, who's, like, the guy you... Like, obviously, Cena's the guy you associate like the with the spinner belt. belt. Yeah. You know, so who's, like, a few or guys... the rated who, R belt with Edge. Naturally, yeah. <laughs> so, like, who's a few guys you would associate with each belt? For the winged eagle, I have Hulk Hogan. Yes. because he was the champ for, Which is like, interesting, because he had a handful of other belts, you know? He had, a, he had the, the first, that green one that he beat the Iron Sheik from. Then he yeah. had the, the one that was the... Uh, the I guess it's like the Hogan 86, 85 belt for a while. Yeah. And they debuted the Winged Eagle right before WrestleMania 4. 
And I don't know why they didn't debut it at WrestleMania 4. It would have made sense. New champion, new belt, all that. But Maybe it was and, a promotion thing. I think Hogan wanted to be the first one to have it, brother. <laughs> That's what I think it was. Uh, Randy Savage, Warrior, Hitman, HBK for the Winged Eagle. Yeah. Those are the guys that stand out. I'm sure other people had it, right? Yeah, they did. Well, let's let's think for a second. Who? Let's think. What's, I think I can do it off the top of my head. Let's see if I can do it. So, who had the winged eagle belt? Hulk Hogan, Macho Man Randy Savage, Andre the Giant. Technically, technically, mm-hmm. Ted DiBiase because they gave it back and forth to each other. Ultimate Warrior, Sergeant Slaughter. Uh, who beat? Uh, and then Hogan had it. Undertaker. And, and then Undertaker beat him. And then Ric Flair, Macho Man again. Uh, after Macho Man, back to Ric Flair. To Bret Hart, to Bob Backlund, to Diesel, back to Bret Hart, to Shawn Michaels, to Sid, back to Michaels. Title was vacated <laughs> because Michaels lost his smile. They had the In Your House Fatal f- or Final Four. Bret Hart won it. The next night on Raw, Austin interfered, hit Bret Hart in the chair. Sid won the belt. Sid faced The Undertaker WrestleMania 13. Undertaker won it. Bret Hart beat Undertaker at SummerSlam that year. Bret Hart then lost to Michaels in the screw job. Michaels then held it to WrestleMania 14 where Austin beat him, and he was the last one to have it. That I is rule. good. I am the best in the world. You are. I could not do that with the Attitude Era belt. There's way too many title changes, oh, but, de- sure. but definitely did that for the Winged Eagle belt. So. Wow. Yes. That's awesome. Thank you. You lost me around the Sid era, because that's when I stopped watching. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, there's only a couple changes during the Sid era. Yeah. Who the man? Right. Uh, all right. Anyway, that, that was kind of a tangent, but I'm proud of myself for doing that. What about the IC belt? Like, that, all those guys you named are the same ones I'm going to name. Yeah. You know, for, obviously, when we use all the title changes. But the IC belt, it's going to be Razor Ramon for me, Shawn Michaels, and kind of Bret Hart. But Bretter wasn't like really known for the IC champ as much, you know. He's more. I thought he was more of a fighter with the IC champ on like Monday Night Raw with like I don't know, just the goofy matches he. No, had he did him. that with the world title. Like he'd be facing Skinner and like Papa Shango. He was the fightingest, oh, okay, yeah, he was right, the fightingest right. champion. You're right. Um, but yeah, I was that for me. It's like Michaels. One of the IC champions, like that. I think people forget that I thought was like so cool was when Curtis Axel won. I'm like, you know, his, that's right. the title his dad won, and he was with Heyman at the time, so I really thought they were, you know, giving him a big push. But, I mean, he kind of did, but then it fell off. Now he's on the B team. Yeah. Ra ra ra. Uh What about the tag belts, the WWF tag belts? Uh, I've got Demolition, Heart Foundation, and the New Age Outlaws. They're kind of like my ones I think of. Oh, okay. I forgot about I think them. Of them. Yeah, because even yeah, I think though, of, like, Nasty Boys and Heart Foundation, right. Demolition, yeah. Legion of Doom. Mm-hmm. For sure. Those are all... Solid choices. Yeah. Uh, for the what else is there for major belts for the women's title? It's interesting because of the with the divas belt, like that era kind of gets lost in me. Like I didn't really know who the champs were. And with the, I forget when they combined it because there was at the time at the time of the divas was on was SmackDown, two, right? And then Raw had the women's, and I I don't know. I just like the women's title a lot better. I didn't like the butterfly design. I don't think anybody did, but. <laughs> You know, it was, it was cool for SmackDown to have its own title, but when they brought the two shows back together again, it's like they chose that one over the women's. Yeah, that was weird. That was yeah. like the time when they wanted all models to be wrestlers and right. they were having three-minute matches and all that stuff, but what are you going to do? Yeah. On WCW... Well, for the women, who do you think of? For the current product? or for It's tough because like the women's belt, I'll think, like for the WWE, WWF women's title. Well, the Attitude Era. Right. The, I think pretty much Trish Stratus... Pretty much it. You know, I know other people had it. Like, it bounced back. Miss Kitty had it. Steph, I, I kind of think of Stephanie McMahon a little bit. Okay, and I, I don't think that. You know, when she was with the with Triple H and he was the champ and she was the champ and they were taking, remember on Raw, they had the yeah. two banners hanging up of just them. Oh, like, yeah. they were the owned, big man, yeah. Helmsley era. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of what I thought a little bit about it, but, you know, it didn't have that much, I guess, lineage about Jackie? No, like, I didn't, it wasn't Leah? a thing. Yeah, maybe, but like when Lita and Trish were doing their feuds and stuff, like I was kind of out. I wasn't really watching, okay. so it's kind of tough for me to to remember that. And I guess the only other one I would think of maybe is like China or Miss Kitty, even you know. Yeah. But it's the the and the the title kind of bounced around a little bit. It wasn't as prestigious as it kind of is now. Okay. Uh, what what about you for the women's? Oh, I said Trish, uh, Jackie, and Lita. Yeah. What about for WCW 
will go first, big gold belt. Obviously, that's going to be Ric Flair. That's yeah, that's belt. my first one. Him and Hogan when Hogan spray-painted it. Mm-hmm. Like, those are the two big gold belts. And I know it has more lanes than that, but that's what I thought of. And for the U.S. titles, I thought, it, like, I mean, again, I'm not a huge WCB fan. I thought of Sting a little bit when he when he had that belt. Okay. Uh, I, I thought of Scott Hall when he was in The Outsiders having it. And actually, Bret Hart, because I remember that was his first, like, title oh, okay. at WCW. I thought of that a little bit. Yeah, um, I have Dustin Rhodes and uh, yeah, Stunning that's a good Steve one. Austin. Dustin Rhodes is a good one for sure. That's another thing with Goldust being the IC champ when the strap was gold. I thought that was really cool. Oh, yeah, it was. I, that was, I was a fan of that. The tag titles, it's pretty much I thought of the Outsiders and Harlem Heat and stuff like that. So, again, with this stuff, for me, it was just what I was particularly watching. I know they're not necessarily known for all that. Mm-hmm. I know there's much more lineage, but just for me, that's that's what it was when I was watching. Between the WWE US title and WCW US title, what did you prefer? The, you mean the spinner one or the one they have now? The one they have now. The one they have now looks a little too much like a toy, but it does stand out a lot more than the WCW one. Mm-hmm. The WCW one was cool, like, but you only saw that little flag, you know? Yeah. It was just a big gold and like eagle and then like a little flag. Whereas the new one looks like a toy, but it does pop for sure off the shelf and off of off of TV. It pops for sure. I'm trying to think. Was it Lance Storm when he won the U.S. title? He made it the Canadian title? I think so, yes. Okay. When the Un-Americans or whatever. Yeah. But that might have been WWE. Because in W, are you talk about in WCW or WWE? Uh, I think WCW. I mean, it was a really memorable thing. Obviously, okay. we're talking about it. <laughs> Do you remember? No, I don't either. Do you remember that one time? Uh, any other belt stuff you got? Uh, let me look. Riveting podcasting right now as you as you're looking. Yeah, I think what we, about? Well, the only other one I have on here was a TNA heavyweight. I really like that one. Kurt Angle, AJ Styles. Okay, okay, I wasn't a TNA guy. Another one. So speaking of that. I just kind of cut you off. The IWGP belt, mm-hmm. I like the IC IW, Intercontinental one. I love the United States IWGP Championship with okay. the red strap. I'm a big fan of that one uh, for New Japan Pro Wrestling, that is. The other thing I noticed with like, a lot of indie promotions, like it'll just be like a WWF logo, like belt, like yeah. Winged Eagle with like their logo on it. I'm like, oh, that's kind of unoriginal, but <laughs> I get it. You know, it's what it is. I also like, I like Shimmer's belts. They're all pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, those are nice. They're nice. Nothing crazy, but nice. Uh, like the one that just says Shimmer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about was I posted on Twitter a couple weeks ago. I, I arrived in the mail was the mail away slash live event WWF title foam belt. And it was basically modeled after the Hogan 86 belt where it's like the columns. Mm-hmm. And I remember as a kid seeing that belt in the catalog along with the, the IC title was brown strap and the tag titles were silver. And I always wanted the IC of the tag because that was the one that I saw on TV. I never saw this one. So I was like, I'm, I don't want it. Like, I'm, I'm like yeah. I don't want this, blah, blah, blah. So this was circa, let's, let's say I'm in third grade. So this is 92. Okay. Um, maybe maybe fourth grade, either 92 or 93. Our, our subdivision would always have a yearly summer garage sale where the entire neighborhood would have a garage sale. So everyone would come in and sell their old junk and buy new junk and all that stuff. And I'd help my mom out. And I would... By the end of the day or sometime middle of the day, she'd give me like five bucks. She's like, you go buy something if you want, like wherever. So I'm walking around, and basically as a kid, you're just looking for toys or, or, or video games or videos or, or anything. You're not looking at clothes yeah. or any other junk. You just want toys. So I go up the street. I'm looking. And keep in mind, like a big subject, like everybody. So you're going from house to house for garage sales. And I go up, and I notice this one place has a like a big old, like it's a box of like some kid's toys. And I pulled out that foam belt. And for some reason, even though I hid that belt, like I was so excited because it was wrestling. Right. I got yeah. wrestling. I'm like, this is freaking amazing. You know, I'm thinking, man, this has got to be like 30 bucks. They're charging. It's going to be nuts. I'm not going to go before this, you know. It's like 25 cents. It was 50 cents. <laughs> That's awesome. And I bought it. And uh, the only thing it didn't have was a piece of Velcro to like strap it around myself. So I just used like a piece of masking tape. Yeah. And I'll always forget, like, I'll, I'll never forget the excitement I had finding that belt and just like, it's like now if I could, like, if you go to like a thrift store and like it's something like that pops up, you're like, oh my god, yeah. Like it was not expecting that. I was expecting maybe to find some wrestling, maybe some Hasbro's or something like that, but not a belt, mm-hmm. some trading cards. Yeah, or... and I'm thinking maybe now like that kid's like, man, mom, why don't you sell my belt? I could have had that right now. Like no, me not... with my Hasbro's. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the belt I have is not the original one. I lost my original one years and years and years ago. Who knows what happened to it? Maybe your uh, sister's ex-boyfriend took it. Maybe he's like, oh, this is this is sweet. Uh, but but I found that one on a Facebook group. Someone was selling it, so I had to get it. I was really excited to get it. And how much did you pay this time? 
uh, I think uh, I actually traded on that one. Okay. So I had another belt uh, that I did, another foam belt I didn't want, and I, it was a the attitude an attitude era one. So I'm like, I'll trade you. He's like, okay, sure, because he was looking for that. I guess he had a couple of these, so he didn't, he was he, I think he was looking to sell it for like thirty bucks. And I was like, yeah. well, I'll trade you, and he traded me, so it was worth it. Nice. Good stuff, man. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna grab the because I have a merchandise catalog here from that sure. era. I'm gonna see how much that that belt rang for in, in whatever year it was. So hold on one second here as I go grab that. So I've got the catalog here. This is from spring summer 1992. How excited were you when you saw the white one? <laughs> Just the, now, in the magazine. Yeah. All right. So spoiler alert. So they've got the three belts on here, but for some reason there's also a picture of the world heavyweight title in a white strap as well. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, it's white. <laughs> How much would you guess in 1992 these foam belts would have cost? Um, 20 bucks? No. Less? Higher or lower? Lower. Oh, 12.99. 13.95. Not a bad price. No, not really. So not a bad price at all. So and then you got to pay a little shipping. You're all right. Yeah, man, you're all right. And also next to this, there's a Brett Hitman Hart bear for 20 bucks with sunglasses. You got to have that bear. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> I have a sunglasses. I think you need the bear. All right, I'm just gonna start looking at this catalog now. I gotta stop. We already did a, we did a merch show. We'll do another one again yeah. in the future. So just real quick, I want to tell the story. When it. we were talking about meeting wrestlers and autographs and stuff, so when I went to the Pro Wrestling Blitz and I started getting autographs from like Jake the Snake, Paul Bear, uh, Jerry Lawler, like that, I was thinking I'm like, well, you know, now I'm on a signature kick. So then I was looking on eBay about something for like whatever it was, and I saw Brett Hitman Hart, and there's a guy that lived in Florida that had brett do like some kind of con or like a private signing whatever and he's like well i have a picture you know of brett signing it so i think i paid like 30 bucks for brett hitman heart sunglasses autographed he sent me a picture of brett signing it which is you know the best coa i could get (laughs) it's just a picture of him signing it (laughs) but i love the glasses i mean it's it's official i mean like unless it's like it's like dated from like six months like like, hey what the i want to see a newspaper him holding up a newspaper (laughs) that'd be funny um, that's going to be it for this week's show on belts. Thanks to interview with ring skirts. Uh, thank you to everybody who keeps listening and, and texting or texting who keeps tweeting. I mean, you can text me if you want sliding my DMS. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, one more thing I was going to mention. So there was a couple things about in general, let's go in show wise. So I did the giveaway of the tape, the wrestling tape. Mm-hmm. So congratulations to good brother, Mike. He's at M J G. IV79, just looking for Good Brother Mike. You'll find him. Yeah. He's in the Fig Lake community. He won the copy of 92 Coliseum Video Survivor Series. Congratulations to him. I also made a figure trade with our good friend Rad Chad at RadChad86. He was really looking for the Rick Martell figure, the elite Rick Martell mm-hmm. from back in the day. And, like, I have no real affiliation with it. I didn't really care. So I'm like, yeah, I'll trade you. You know, I, apparently it's a really hard figure to find, especially complete with everything, even though right. it's loose. And I was like, you know, what do you got? And he showed me. So I got the American-made Hogan, the ringside exclusive, and an earthquake. So it was, nice. a, it was a good trade. Yeah. He was. I told him, I told you that. You're like, why don't you give me the Rick Martell? <laughs> you're like, would you have paid for it? Yeah. And you're like, no. Not $75 now. <laughs> Whatever it was, yeah. No, he didn't. we didn't pay. We did a trade. So trade yeah. is always cool. Uh, but that's going to be it for this week's show, unless you've got anything else to add Well, to one it. more thing. Sure. I, I've been listening to the... Uh, Something to wrestle with, Bruce Pritchard, SummerSlam 1988, and Horror Movie Barbecue. I hear them because they do like Q&A on this stuff. Yeah. I've heard them ask like at least two questions so far from uh-huh. Horror Movie Barbecue, and yeah. Bruce kind of makes fun of me. He's like, Horror Movie Barbecue? <laughs> <laughs> but it's like real questions. I think one of the questions was um, when Liz, her secret weapon was to strip down to the bikini type thing at the end of the match. Liz looked nervous and uneasy. And Bruce goes, um, Liz always looked nervous and uneasy. <laughs> that's her character. <laughs> She's a good actress, if that's what you thought. <laughs> oh, man, that's great. Horror Movie Barbecue, our friend Red, our friend Chad. We had a couple yeah. of Chad friends. Red, Chad, and Horror Movie Barbecue Chad. So make sure you're following him, So it's cool too. to hear that. I'm like, oh, I, I know them guys. <laughs> yeah. I like, that's awesome. I love it. Uh, also, guys, make sure you're following our buddies of the Fully Posable Podcast, the original and only wrestling figure podcast out there as far as I'm concerned. I know another one popped up, and it's fine if you want to do another podcast about the similar subject, but it's a straight. If you listen to the, we'll call it the uh, wrestling figure show about, by whatever, it's Ryder and Hawkins. They um, 
they, they, the, the subjects are pretty much in the segments are almost identical to fully posables. Yeah. And you could say, oh, they didn't even know about it, but Zack Ryder's been on fully posable show before, yeah. so he clearly did. And, and uh, if you're that in deep with the action figure collecting world, you, you know what's out there. Exactly. And it's, it's fine, you know, but at least I, I think it would have been cooler if they said, hey, Shout out to the fully posable guys. They're the originals. We're just fan, we're fans and collectors too. Yeah. And if you listen to Ryder and Hawkins, no. it's fine. You know, it's the only thing that's interesting is hearing like the stuff Ryder's obsessed with finding, like these like prototypes and all that. But he's got the money to spend on it. Yeah. Um. But uh, anyway, it, I'm sure if you're listening to us, you listen to fully posable. Even if you're not a huge wrestling figure fan, when I first started listening to them, I was barely into kind of collecting. And like, I don't have a ton of figures, but like, I I, I pretty much always look now. At least in the well, store. one of the things that I, the reason I don't listen to stuff like that is because I have like an addictive personality and the addictive right. is spending. So right now I'm still I'm just on the Funko Pop deal because it's they're cheap. They're like ten bucks. Yeah, if I can find them for better deals or coupons, you know that's kind of in my league now because I'm trying to save money. I don't want to go out and buy three figures for sixty bucks, right? Because that's just too expensive, and I don't want to get into something. You got to be very selective with the figures. I you're do buy. because I've got so many already, but I st- I kind of really just slowed down a lot in the past year or two, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm just not that I'm not that I'm not into them. I'm totally into what I already have. Yeah, I just don't want to start venturing out like, oh, that that looks cool, that looks cool, because I'll still go to Target, mm-hmm. and the first things that I look at is the the wrestling section and the pop section. Yeah. And then I get whatever I went in there for. <laughs> it's like Target. You go in there for and you walk this out. This replay stuff. here in Orland, our place has a ton of pops. Yeah. And I almost bought, I didn't, because like, I'm with pops. <laughs> like, I have a very select few Funkos. Like, a handful have been gifts, and the rest are, like, select, because I was there yesterday. I'm like, ooh, they've got the Power Rangers with their masks off. And I'm like, ooh, this, this you know, uh, Tommy Green Ranger is pretty cool. Maybe I'll yeah. pick them up. And then I was like, ooh, they have an all-gold group. And, like, it's just, it, it, it's a rabbit hole. Of it money, is. you're going to go it down. Because yeah. they make it for everything. Like, they had the Smack cereal pop. The frog from Smacks. <laughs> like, come yeah. on. Right. You know, I mean, what? It, I, I got. I have the Captain Crunch pop. I have the Tony the Tiger pop. There's a Tony the Tiger pop? Yeah, but it's like over $400 now. Are you serious? You yeah. have it? I have it. Sell that. I don't want to. I'm sorry. I'm afraid I don't have an answer to that. Sorry, serious. That was weird. Um, you don't want to sell them? I don't know. They'd because be like, it's so valuable. Sell. They're like Beanie Babies. I don't know. Are they? They're going to be. I mean, they're so like unique in so many different licenses. That's true. It's not like a friendship bear or a rainbow bear. <laughs> or Tabasco the bear. Yeah. Or Garcia the bear. Remember that? Princess Die the bear. <laughs> Garcia was the big one that was impossible to find because like, Jerry Garcia's like, family suit or something because yeah. the tie-dye bear named him Garcia. Oh, man. We're going to get into a Funko Pop rabbit yeah. hole, too. But there's so many cool ones. Like the wrestling. The, luckily, the wrestling ones are fine, but there's nothing like, oh, my God, these are amazing ones. Like, the best, I think, wrestling Funko is going to be the Ric Flair one with the pink robe. I like that one a lot. Yeah. Well, I came into, like, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, and then I like that one a lot, and I love the Michaels WrestleMania 12 entrance gear one. Those are, like, my top ones. I've got a handful yeah. more, but those are, like, the top ones for me. I started collecting right at the beginning of the rise of Funko. Sure. So when I bought them, CM Punk, I guess is going for over a hundred dollars. Right. I got them on Amazon for like seven dollars. Yeah. CM or CM Punk's the original Stone Cold, The Rock, mm-hmm. Triple H, like all that first wave of WWE, I got for under ten bucks. Yeah. And now all of them are at least twenty, thirty, forty dollars each, and a hundred over a hundred dollars. And I wish I knew about exclusives because there was a hot topic CM Punk exclusive that's I really wanted now that I know it's out there, but I'm not going to pay two hundred dollars for it. The pink tight one, yeah, yeah, I get it. All right, well, we're going down a rabbit hole just talking yeah. about Funko right. Pops. So thanks, <laughs> thanks to Ringskirts for for jumping on the show with us again. Make sure you're following him at Ringskirts. Thank you everybody for listening, and we'll try to think of another fun topic for next week. Eric, anything else? No, that's it. Cool guys, see you next week.